breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel. Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault joining us. Mayor, good morning, sir. Good morning. Let's make it real clear: we're we're not discussing the council mess, right? Correct. Okay. Hey, I do have a question. When <laughs> you were no, 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 no. Okay, Mayor, when you were on the Shreveport City Council, who was the mayor at that time? John Hussey. Mayor, oh, Mayor Hussey. Saw him at the gym yesterday. He's, I, I he's used amazing. to see him at Strawn's pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how was the relationship between Mayor Hussey and the council at that time? Uh, it was very good. Uh, he he worked with the he worked with the council, tried to keep the council uh, apprised of what his agenda was and what he was trying to do. And I uh, thought he had an excellent relationship with the council. I had a front row seat to that, and I agree. They 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 worked well together. We want to talk to you this morning about the um, bond study committee that you are putting together. You are going to appoint five, as I recall, and council members were to send you nominations of two from their districts. Where are we on appointing that committee? How close are we to having those meetings? Uh, I think the I think the meetings will probably start next week. Uh, I'm going to make the appointments. I've gotten almost all of the council members' appointments, and once I have all of those, then I will make the remainder of mine. I want to see theirs and and maybe balance out and, you know, just make sure that we've got all the areas that I think need to be covered. Uh, And uh, Dr. Clark is Dr. Larry Clark, who is going to be the chairman, and one of my five uh is very anxious to get rolling and roll up his sleeves and get some get some things done so i'm I'm very excited that he is excited about about moving this thing forward as quickly as possible what is your charge to this panel going to be what are you going to tell them i mean what is going to be on that list of here's what i want accomplished well we're gonna what we're going to do is start with some briefings uh by department heads so that they can understand what the departments feel is their great infrastructure needs are and then really it is up to them um and I think that looking at the names of the people who are there they're very responsible people they will also be holding a uh, i believe at least two public meetings to receive uh, all their meetings will be public in the open meeting sense of the word. But they will be holding some meetings specifically to receive public input on things that the public believes that the city needs to do with these uh, with these ultimate bond proceeds. What is your top priority when it comes to these bonds? Uh, probably streets, uh, rebuilding of streets, uh, some additional things. We have a long list of uh, unfunded capital needs and we're gonna we're gonna lay those out uh, our department heads and the CAO will lay those out for the committee I think most of those will be uh, fairly obvious and I'm I am purposely not laying all those out because I really want this meet this committee not to be a window dressing or a rubber stamp so uh, I really want to leave it to them but I have a great trust in the people 
and in their judgment and in the people that are being selected by the council and by me to exercise really good judgment. The ultimate decision, of course, is with the city council. And, Mayor, if you really want to know, when you talk about streets, I'm sure you don't ride a motorcycle. Take your daily routes on a motorcycle sometime Mm. if you really want to see how bad our streets are. (laughs) Michael, take you for a ride. I'll take you for a ride. And and, and you'll see how we have... He's weaving a lot on that road. Yeah, he's trying to navigate the, the smoothest route that won't rattle his fillings out. Well, I probably will take you up on the motorcycle ride, although I'm not a, I'm not, I don't, wouldn't want to drive one myself. And trust me, you wouldn't want me to drive one myself. <laughs> no, but I, I got a, mine's a big bike. I'll, I'll, I will take you. But let me, let me ask you this. What, in, in light of this recent council situation, what do you say to the voters who are going, I don't trust how the city is spending my money? Why would I vote for more, for more a, a bond proposal? What do you say to the skeptics right now? Well, I think, first of all, they haven't seen the bond proposal, and I think we need to wait to see what that bond proposal will be. And for a member that uh, the council, once it approves the bu- amount to go on the budget, will basically be approving the dollars, and it will be up to uh, the administration to manage the bond issue, decide when to sell the bonds, decide when to do the project. So uh, I think I, I, I think this this the current tempest will probably settle down. Are you doing taking any steps, Mayor Tom Arsenault, to increase the trust people have in government, in city government? Are you is that going to be part of this as well? Because we have to be completely transparent. People have to know exactly what you're doing with our money. Well, I think when people see the way that we're going to prepare the 2024 budget and uh, and the information that is provided with that, some of the choices that are going to be available for people to make decisions among, I think that they will see that we intend to be very transparent and just very open and honest uh, about what our financial situation is. Uh, I think that the administration has managed the funds well. Uh, thus far, and I think we will continue to do that. We have a really good staff of people in in the finance department that are handling that well, and I think that through the process of that, they the people will see that their money is being managed well. When you go beyond your top priority is streets, what's next on your list? What else is up there that you're like, gosh, we got to do something about this now? There will be some public safety, some additional public safety uh, issues to be uh, to be raised uh, there. I had hoped we'd have uh, a little bit better progress on the substations by now to, to be able to evaluate those. Um, and there will probably be some parks, uh, some restoration of some park facilities uh, on there. But uh, that those are the three things that I see. Any infrastructure needs that you see, like water mains, especially throughout Broadmoor and that kind of thing? That'll be the issue for water and sewer. The issue will be uh, whether we put that on the ballot or not. You know, we have the ability through Enterprise Fund, we have the ability to issue revenue bonds for some of that, which is a different source than taxes. Uh, And, of course, we, we do have huge infrastructure needs in the sewer to comply we still have to comply with that consent decree so uh, that will be one of the decisions that 
the administration and this committee and the council will need to make is uh, what, if any, part of water and sewer do we put in a general obligation bond issue? Now, Mayor Arsenault, will you go on the um, once the bond this panel puts together this and the council decides here's the proposals we want on the ballot? Are you going to go on the grilled chicken circuit yourself personally and sell this? I mean, go to every meeting you can and and be the cheerleader. Are you going to be the guy? I'm going to be the guy. I I will go uh, grilled chicken, uh, mystery meat, uh, whatever, Fish whatever it is that <laughs> whatever it is that people are willing to uh, to put in front of me to eat. I'm going to be willing to eat and tell them why we need to make this investment in our community. And and I know you don't want me to ask you this, but if we don't, I mean, we had a massive one fail last year, except for public safety. Um, if we go that route again, um, what what are you most worried about? We we have not made significant investment in our infrastructure in quite a long time, and the 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 former theory. I'll just give an example. We had. Uh, at one time, our debt service millage was about 30 mil. And what we would do is, as some of those bonds were coming off, we would try and structure a bond issue that would result in no new taxes, but would bring in a lot of fresh money. In other words, using what the people were already contributing to reinvest in our community. Over time, that we we were unsuccessful in continuing to do that. So the debt service millage has dropped to about 11 mils from 30 mils. And uh, now, in order to make the reinvestment, it will require a tax increase, but it will still be well below what we had been paying at one time uh, for debt service. Did you just talk about a water rate increase? Is that coming? Um. I think we're going to have to look at uh, at utility rates this year in order to well early next year in order to in, in order to make sure that we can continue complying with the consent decree. But that has to go before the council, correct? That has to go before the council, not not something that not something that can be done unilaterally. So you can't okay. sign a paper and raise my water rates. I cannot. <laughs> okay. Okay, mayor, one more quick question. Are you going to attend today's special called council meeting? I am not planning to. Okay. Mayor, thanks for your time. If anything new is brewing, please let us know. I sure will. Thank you so much for having me on. You bet. Thanks, Mayor. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. My daughter... Never went to school without wet hair from really middle school. Oh, for swimming, yeah. <laughs> she had swim practice before school mm-hmm. and after yeah. every day of her life. Oh. And so she never went to school without wet hair, mm-hmm. you know, kind of pulled up. Right. I've never seen you with your hair down. Yeah, I got a new do. Uh, the gray is gone. It's... It's yeah, got a but little it's color nice. to it. I didn't realize you had that much hair. Oh, I, we cut off six inches. Easy. We cut a ton of it off. Did you recognize her when you walked in? I noticed there was something different, but I couldn't yeah, tell what it's it was. A, <laughs> it's the new do. She has a mustache. <laughs> no, we waxed it. Yeah. We got, don't laugh. We did. 
Well, good. We <laughs> wax the chin no, too, say, by the way. I, I say that because a lot of times you'll go, you'll you'll go. Okay, let me name an actor, mustache or no mustache. Oh, and you go, oh, I wait, yes, no, you know, okay. you can't, oh, you yeah. can't, you know, yeah, Stanley true. on the Office, that's mustache true. or no mustache, and wow. people go, wait, wait. So that's why I said it that. was girl, it was girl time, and I and I'm very negligent about going and getting the stuff done, the girly stuff done. And so finally, it was like, you have got to come in. It is time. So I did, ended up going and have it. We went to the uh, We Olive Bar uh, Wednesday wine nights. You know, it's a great deal, by the way. I'm not going to say, <laughs> say it out loud because then everybody will go. Um, and had some wine, just sitting there chilling, drinking wine and having some food. And man, we had just a nice, relaxing evening. It was really good. Okay. I had a good time. I want to find out who was sleepwalking and... and in drinking wine so we're gonna, we're well, gonna but we gotta take yeah, a break so we'll, yeah. i want to find out we, i want to hear more about the sleepwalking myself yeah. <laughs> oh well maybe it wasn't you i know maybe it. not well i'd say it wasn't me i don't think it was but oh. if it was how would you guys know well i have your wife's digits <laughs> oh no i'm really in trouble now worlds colliding oh god what are Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Now, of course, if I say this, tonight I'm going to be bouncing off the walls because... Mm. Oh, yeah. I've never walked in my sleep. Wow. I've never, I don't, I, I'm sure I've probably talked, mm-hmm. you know. I don't think I have either. I don't, but one night, years, this is years ago, my son was like two. Mm-hmm. And we're laying in the bed, and our and the master bedroom was like at one end of the house. Yeah. And then the other three bedrooms were all at the other end of the house. Mm-hmm. And we were laying there, and I go, do you hear water? <laughs> I hear water running. Mm-hmm. It's weird. So I get up, and my son. My son had opened the pantry door, which is right outside our bedroom door, and was just letting it go. <laughs> wow. You know, like wow. He thought he was in the bathroom, totally asleep. So, yeah, I have a little issue with sleepwalking. Every, every now and then I get up and wander around. Really? And, and, I, and you don't know? Well, no. And see, I woke up this morning and I was really tired. I couldn't figure out why. I went to bed at like nine last night, a decent hour, and... uh Lauren, my wife, just happened to wake up at the same time to take care of the dog, take the dog outside, and she was like, oh, yeah, you were up wandering around all night last night. <laughs> Apparently, oh. I went to the bathroom for like a few minutes and was like, I, I think I kicked the trash can over in the bathroom. And uh, finally, when she was like, what the hell are you doing? And I said something to the tune of I was looking for my phone, which was plugged in next to the bed. <laughs> like it normally is, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Same I here, wandered, right? and then I wandered around the living room until she finally just, you know, led me back to the, <laughs> the bed. <laughs> so who <laughs> knows how long ring, you were right? up there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, have a, I, have a, I have a few sleepwalking type stories. Uh, there was one where I, when I was a kid, I, I walked into my sister's room and I uh, I peed into her dirty clothes hamper. Oh, <laughs> right? man. You probably raised the lid thinking yeah. it's wow. the toilet. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Oh, I see that. Oh, yeah. 
So Ruben and I are not good for you today because I had wine last night. He's <laughs> yeah, sleepwalking. So okay, so it was too different because you said yeah. who was sleepwalking and drinking wine. <laughs> I, I was oh. I was drinking wine Separate last night. Separate incidents. Separate incidents, and uh, maybe tonight he'll drink wine and I'll sleepwalk. It was hotel night last night for me. Hotel night. Yeah. Get you got sh- kicked to the hotel? Get a shower? No, that's when you <laughs> that's when you put clean sheets on the bed. Oh, okay. Uh, I nothing was like, better Damn. than get out of the shower and then get into bed with clean oh, sheets. Oh, that's the best. Absolutely. I ended up going I ended up turning them up about eight o'clock last night. Now I Ooh. read for a while. I yeah. read for a you know, I'm mm-hmm. about to finish Lonesome Dove. Nice. Again. Love oh, it. so Love good. It. So good. Um you and I turned on the meeting yesterday morning Shreveport council yeah i was immediately angered mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the uh special called council meeting from yesterday morning yeah, uh, yeah. next we gotta take a break mike and mccarty 101 let's get back to the show with mike and mccarty on 1017 fm and 710 keel Freeport City Council members called a special meeting for yesterday morning at 9 a.m. And mm-hmm. uh, we waited. It was, what was it, about 10 minutes before the live stream finally came up? Yeah, they, they're struggling with the live stream. They're having problems with it. They ended up using some software that what they apparently there was no license for because a watermark was on it the entire time or mm-hmm. popped up and a disclaimer yeah I, the mayor sent me an email said they're working on it they they hope to have it okay he's sorry yeah. for the inconvenience but they're working on that but um, the, the first thing that i noticed were there were only four council members present at mm-hmm, the meeting right and some logistics with regard to that since there are seven council members in shreveport if you have four of them you have a quorum right. and you can have a legal meeting uh so uh, james green tabitha taylor and alan jackson did not show up for the meeting um, but they went forward with it anyway because they had four. They let people speak if people wanted to speak. Some called for James Green to be ousted as council chair. Uh, some were calling for an investigation. And then the council had only two items on their, uh, you know, agenda. Right. Was the, the, recen- the recension, mm-hmm. I just made that up, yeah. of, of the raises right. issued by... Council Chair James Green, mm-hmm. and then to um, go in a, an investigation. Right. And they rescinded the raises on a unanimous vote, four to nothing. The pay raises were rescinded, and the monies will be paid back. I believe they're going to be paid back over time. And then when it came time to vote on the uh, investigation, that's when things got a little wonky. And I say wonky because um, Ursula Bowman, you know, made it very clear now, her husband, Jerry Bowman, who used to be chair of the council for a long time, he got up before the meeting and he said, uh, I have never, as chairman of the council, authorized pay raises on my own. He wanted to make it clear. If Green was referring, because Green had said other chair had done this. And, and, and come on, is that your excuse? Well, everybody's doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I did it because everybody does right. it. Right. No. What do no. we tell our kids when they say that? You know, accept responsibility right. for your actions. I, it was wrong what I did, 
And I apologize. And he should have faced him in person. That's right. Come to the meeting and be a man and face him in person and go, y'all, I'm sorry. Show some respect after totally disrespecting your former, your your, uh, fellow council members Mm -hmm. by making this decision, you know, under the table. Right. Without their knowledge. Yes. You you sneaked it in. Mm -hmm. And then you act like you didn't know what you were doing. I don't buy it. Oh, I don't no, buy it. No. I'm sorry, no, and, it, it's, and it's hogwash, and, it, and and it's my money, right? And you're and you're making me mad mm-hmm. with that misallocation of my money, right? And when it came time for the investigation, though, Bowman said, "They they well, you know what happened? Let's move on. Let's let's draft legislation to make sure that we know what policies are in place so this never happens again." And so Bowman and su- surprisingly Gary Brooks voted no on an investigation i don't understand that i'm not sure about the brooks vote i don't know why he did that perhaps he thinks this let the city attorney check it out which the city attorney said we will investigate what happened and you know bring a report to you so that it was a two two vote to do an investigation which means a tie vote it fails so no investigation um no external the city attorney did get up and say we're going to find out what happened how it got through what happened at payroll etc but what about criminal investigation who's doing that who is doing an investigation to find out if a law was broken did was there malfeasance in office was there a crime committed here or was it an oopsie and was this an organized effort for the three council members not to show up to this meeting Oh, you know they told each other, don't go to that. Yeah. Don't go to that. You don't need to go there. You don't need to be there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. 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 And that's the shameful part. You know. Oh, the whole thing is shameful. If this were reversed and this was Grayson Butcher issuing these pay raises as council chairman, they would be screaming for him to be fired from the council. I mean, resign from the council, not just as chairman. They'd be screaming bloody murder for his head on a platter. 1017 FM 710 Keel. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. You watch the Little League World Series at all? Ever? No, I think it's exploitation of young children. <laughs> Please don't, don't go there. No, Robert used to say that all. It used to drive me nuts. <laughs> but I, you know, I get. He would say, knew, "Oh, they're I making knew. millions of dollars on the backs of these little boys." Uh, is that, that's not how Robert talked, is it? That was, not, that was exactly how he was it. Yeah, yeah, was it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I thought it was him for a moment. <laughs> and, but no, these boys are living living their dream. They're building memories and lifelong well, friendships. Sure. Well, they're also getting... I was on TV. We were on TV, you know. They're in the spotlight, yeah. Sure. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. But all the now, people maybe, that make money on them, though, you know? Shouldn't there be a fund put up for or, scholarships or, 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 something? or maybe something for their clubs, you know, yeah, each of yeah. their clubs or, or something? Uh, for, I don't know. The Texas team, by the way, won. But then you get into, okay, now are they professional ball players? Right. If you start giving them money you, or yeah, whatever, you, you know, then. You can't. 
But with NIL, does NIL, does that go all the way down to 12-year-olds? I mean, should we be giving NIL money to 12-year-olds? Why wouldn't it? Student athlete. Then let's do it. Let's give them some of the cash. I got no problem with that either. Yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I would be. I would put it in scholarship, you know, form right. for their educations. I mean, set up a. So I don't know. I'm, I love watching it, but the worst part that I don't like is if it's, you know, if the game is, uh, you're down by one, bases are loaded, and your kid's up to bat. Imagine if that's your kid up to bat. Bases are loaded. Your team's down by one. You get a base hit. You, you know. Or the game's tied, whatever. You you're, you get a base hit, your team could win. And then your kid strikes out. Well, that's, you know what? Deal with it. That happens. It breaks, as a parent, life. though, it breaks your heart. I, look, If you're I've the parent watched, of that little boy, you're sure. like, oh. I, I, my daughter was a uh, was an athlete. Mm-hmm. Competed at a very high level. Yeah. Uh, she went to the Olympic time trials in oh, Omaha one wow. year. Uh she didn't succeed all the time. Mm-hmm. It, but you know what? She's a very strong person today. As a result. Absolutely. And that, you know, but just to see it all on TV, everything you do is on TV. And then when a little boy strikes out and the other team is jumping around cheering, oh, it's crushing. It's a crushing blow for well, those kids. Well, sure, it's disappointing. But at oh. that, you, if you don't learn to deal with defeat, yeah. you get, wait a minute. A bunch of snowflakes <laughs> and an entitlement society. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. You give that kid a trophy. Right. Instead of going, suck it up, buttercup. Exactly. This I is get life. It. I get it. Well, I'm cheering for the, the Southwest team, which is from Texas, and they uh, they beat the Pennsylvania team. So they're moving on, and I think it's the first round is like double elimination, but I'm excited. I love the Little League World Series. 101.7 FM, 710 Keel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. What would it take for if if you were a beer drinker, Ruben, um, to buy Bud Light again? I'm not sure. I, I don't know what they could do. Did, were you ever a Bud Light drinker, Ruben? No, no. Was, if you were, just yeah. say if you were. And you felt so totally betrayed mm-hmm. by the, and, and I hate to use the over overworked phrase debacle, but that's what it was. Marketing. I don't know. Nightmare. I that mean, officials at InBev, remember Bud Light, mm-hmm. Anheuser-Busch, not a, an American company anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm, I mean, obviously, I'm not a beer drinker, but... I mean, these commercials with the Clydesdales and the American pride and I patriotism. I, yeah, I drive the truck and mm. I make the hops. I and put I the boom. label on the bottles. Yeah, yeah. It's still not working. It's still not working No, it's not working. Oh, man. So, Billy Bush, heir to the Bush fortune. Okay. Says he was on a Tommy Lair, uh, Tommy Laren, sorry, and he told her, "I want to buy it back." 
Oh, wow. If InBev is tired and doesn't want the brand anymore, sell it back to the Bush family. He wants to buy it back. Okay. And, and he then wants he'll fix to, the image? He wants to... Wouldn't would that make a difference to if I were a, if I were a Budweiser drinker and then found out the the family wants it back and wants to fix this I would be hell yeah I'll support you give you a second chance yeah that you know what that might work that might I work. think that would be about the only thing that will save this brand mm, that might do it that that might do it. It's going to be, a, it'll cost him a ton of he money. He said, well, see, they, he, you know, he's not going to get it for what he sold it for. Oh, right. He, exactly. I hope he's been investing his money. Yeah. No kidding. But he said, you know, his family, his family knew who their customers were. He said his dad, 8990, was still going to the, the bars and the liquor stores mm-hmm. to talk to the owners that sold Bud. Yeah. Back, this is back in the 80s. Oh, man. He said his family knew their their customers. And then they're probably sad watching what's happened. You know, they're oh, probably absolutely. sitting back going, I mean, there's their, oh their legacy, their Our family legendary name. legendary brand, yeah. Just being flushed down the toilet. Mm-hmm. And he said, he, he pretty much slammed InBev. He says, you know, you hire woke marketing students. You're a foreign company. And you rely on these, and I'm quoting now, woke students coming out of these woke colleges to do your advertising, you're making a big mistake. He says you need to go out there and understand who your core customer is. And you know what? People will get on you and I's case and talk about how we we talk about this and... We're we're not saying Anheuser-Busch can't do this. They can't do... Budweiser can do what they want. Budweiser faces the consequences. Well, sure. And it's you the can same market on the to whoever other, you want. It's the same on the other end of the scale. Whatever your company wants... If your company wants to pr- promote, you know, other other groups and, and do, you know, things that are high, real conservative, and but you're going to face the consequences. From your core audience. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. That's just the way it is. That's called free market. Yeah. And Budweiser is finding out their core customer didn't like what they did. Well, it's InBev. And I don't know if they're finding out or not, or if they care. Yeah. They may be such a huge company that they go, well, we can write this off. Right. While they're killing this family legacy. Will it ever come back to the same so, numbers it had before? I don't know. Uh, you now, like I say, I, I'm I'm not really a beer drinker. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I were, and in and if Billy Bush was good to his word and said, "Let's, we want this back," yeah, I would go. Yeah, I'm curious if if mm-hmm. if you you know. What what do you think? Let us know on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. Yeah. Would that make a difference to you if you right. were a Bud Light, you know, fan before? Could that do it for and you're you? Not, and you're not buying it now because you don't agree with their marketing. See, I'm that way with Starbucks. I'm not going to buy Starbucks mm-hmm. because of what they support. You know, the Heinz company. I'm not going to buy a Heinz product. And they're comfortable with that. And they're fine. They don't with care. The, they don't sure. care. They, they don't, don't care. But I... But I, Budweiser I was that was you. I mean that you know they're losing their core demographic, and they they didn't realize how bad it would hurt. 
So it'll be interesting. Now, there's mm-hmm. been no response from InBev. They haven't come back yeah. and go, yeah, we're interested. May never happen. It, it, it's Billy Bush going, this is what I'd like. Right. I, I'll, I'll be first in line, he said, to buy it back. Yeah. And make, and he says, and make Budweiser great again. Right, exactly. One community says, stop watering your grass. We'll be talking about that coming up next. Mike and McCarty. Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. On the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, DeSoto Parish Water District 1 Administrator John Nielsen joining us. Good morning, John. Good morning. Thanks for taking time to talk with us this morning. Dangerous conditions across the state. You guys are taking action there at uh, District 1. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, we just we had a major blowout a couple of weeks ago, and we lost all our water. And just uh, we've been operating 24 hours a day. Uh, at 110 percent capacity to try to catch back up but the use is just so high for people and uh, so we've had to we've had to uh, put into place we're asking for some volunteer restrictions no lawn uh, watering no car washing no you know uh, no use of the water other than than domestic purposes it's just a dangerous situation if we don't have the reserves for water if we do have a fire somewhere, it could be it could be catastrophic. We've already seen several several fires all around the state, and the conditions, as you well know, it, it's just it's just critical right now. District one, John is. Um, can you turn your um, radio down because we're getting? I think echo. it may be in the phone line. Oh, it could be in the phone line. District one is encompasses what areas? Well, we go all over DeSoto Parish, but we don't serve all of DeSoto Parish. If you're a if you're a customer from Waterworks District one. You know, that's what we're asking. Now, certainly some other systems are having some uh, struggles, too, but I don't want to put words into their mouth. I'm not speaking for them. I'm just speaking for our system, for, for our users. So, uh, you know, if you get your water from Waterworks District Number 1, we're asking that you, you know, restrict your usage of water to domestic uses only, which is, you know, cooking, bathing, washing clothes, things like that. No, you know, no, pull, no filling of swimming pools, no lawn uh, watering, uh, things like that. Okay, how long do you anticipate this is going to go on? How long do you anticipate we're going to have hot weather? <laughs> I know we've got, got 11 days coming up straight yeah. of triple-digit temperatures. Yeah, it's just it's just tough on everything. It's tough on everybody. Everybody's trying to, I know they're trying to save their yards, and uh, it, it's kind of a, uh, uh, it can go either way. Okay, they're trying to water their yards so their grass won't burn. But if everybody waters their yard, then we don't have any water to fight a fire if we if we do have a fire somewhere. So it's you know you go either way with that. But we've just got to we've got to keep the reserves in our tanks for for that. So we've already we've already cut out our uh, you know any any extra cells of water that we have, and we're asking everybody to to just you know restrict what they do uh, just to make it a better situation for everybody. We don't want to get into a bind. We're not in a bind, but we're just not in a comfortable place that we feel like we should be. We saw this situation coming years ago, and we've started a project to more than double the size of our treatment plant, uh, but that's not going to be ready until at the earliest next year. So we just, we've got to work with what we've got today. And this is a, a voluntary uh, action that you're asking. There's not a, a law or in, uh, anything in place legally. That's correct. We're just asking for voluntary. When you sign a user's agreement here, you, you, you agree that we can restrict your usage of water but, you know, I believe that people are good. 
uh, and if we ask him to do this, I believe they'll do this and help us out and, and get us back in, uh, into a good situation. We've probably got a couple of three weeks of this left, and then we can, you know, we can get back to just uh, some some form of normality. If uh, if you'll get your weatherman to get these temperatures back down, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll, it'll just help us all. John, let me John, ask you one. You're the first that I'm hearing across the state that has. Um, issued kind of a, uh, voluntary restrictions i expect others may follow suit would that you're the insider in the water world are you hearing other communities talk about this too i am i'm hearing uh, i'm hearing other communities talk about that that they're you know really stretched and having to do everything and aaron it's it, you're 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 kind of uh hesitant to ask people not to use water because when we when you do some people the first thing they're going to do is fill up every container of water they've got in their house We've got plenty of water for people to use. We don't don't get me wrong. We got plenty of water for people to use, but we just don't want any extra use of water uh, that's gonna that's gonna keep our tanks at the at the low levels that they're at right now. We just we want to have a we want to have a good safe reserve of water because we provide water to to all the fire districts down here, and we're just trying to keep we're just trying to keep everybody safe. So yes, there are other districts around the state. That are that are in the same situation I am, but again, I'm not putting words into, in uh, you know, I don't want to speak for them. I'm just speaking for my district. We're mm-hmm. taking the step to try to be. We've always tried to be proactive here and and look at situations coming down the road and take care of them before they get here instead of reactive and then worried about what we could have done. You know, before we try to do things ahead of time. How do people know if they get it from your district? Ed, look on their bill. Okay, uh, okay. works district number one. Most, you know, there is some confusion from time to time. Uh, but I would recommend this to everybody in the whole state to conserve water because I know that other districts are having the same problem we are. But I, I can't, you know, I can't put I can't put out a, a voluntary restriction for other districts. They'll have to speak for themselves. But I would recommend that, that, that everybody do this. You know, I know back in World War II, people were asked to conserve and to make sacrifices, and, and our society did. Today, they're less apt to be able, you know, to be willing to do that. So I hope people do take into account, look, this is for the greater good. Yes, we live in a different world now than, than World War II. That was definitely not, I didn't grow up in that era, era but, uh, you know, I, I things have just changed, but... Uh, you know, everybody's got to everybody's got to give a little bit, do a little bit for the for the greater good, and this we just want to keep everybody safe, and and that's what we're trying to do here in the Soda Parish. Uh, and like I say, I recommend it for anywhere all over the state. I, I know uh, Texas has just issued a state of emergency for their governor uh, due to all the possibilities of wildfires everywhere. We've got a we've got a statewide burn ban on right now in Louisiana. I'm pretty sure I know it is in the Soda Parish, mm-hmm. and you know absolutely please. John Nielsen, DeSoto Water District 1. Thank you for your time this morning. Hope you have a good weekend. Anytime. Thank you for calling. I appreciate you helping me get the message out. You bet. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel.
101.7 FM, 710 Kio, Mike and McCarty. My son was in town. We had to, we had a little business to do. He, you know, he moved back mm-hmm. and uh, he bought one of our cars. Okay. And so we had, and, and he went to one of the satellite drumlam offices. <laughs> okay. Man, he said it was awesome. Not the main main office. You still- they went in to get just some paperwork. They were going to, you know, do the the business later. Ended up getting everything taken care of at a satellite at one of the yeah one of the express offices. Now I don't oh, know cool. if this was a state owned because you know there are independent owned businesses that mm-hmm. do this. Yeah, and I honestly don't know if it was one of those or one of the state run mm-hmm. offices. Somebody but told said, me those express lane places are great. Yes, that was when uh, I had some. I had to get my drum lobbing corrected because of insurance lapse. Oh, yeah. bad you! I have six vehicles that I'm insuring, and and sometimes <laughs> one of them gets away from me. Oh man! Um, but I had to go in and do you know do some jump through hoops. Mm-hmm. And I went to the one over in Bozier, the satellite express okay. lane thing. It was a brief. I got everything done. It was just fantastic. Wow. You know, the one in Southwest Shreveport, Normandy Drive, mm-hmm. they're moving here to Financial Plaza. Right, right, down, right yeah. down the street from right, us. Right down the road. Going to be right here. So both the one in Bozier and Shreveport will be right on the freeway. Easy to get to. The uh, they, freeway. Where are you from? I don't know. California. No, I'm not. <laughs> But it, you know, freeway. it's um, it'll be very convenient for a lot of folks, rather than having to go down Certainly Mansfield for Road. Us. Oh, absolutely. So, but that's still a year away at least. They're still having to do some renovations and all that. So, we'll see. But it's good news. We were talking about Bud Light earlier. Uh, got some interesting, got some interesting messages. I'm going to share that next. Mikey McCarty, one of. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. So earlier we were talking about Billy Bush of the Anheuser-Busch family says he wants to buy the Budweiser. He wants to buy Anheuser-Busch back from InBev. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, he, and, and I asked the question, would that do it for you? If if you were a Bud Light drinker or a Budweiser drinker or or Michelob Light or you know all the mm-hmm. brands that they that they have, uh, would that make a difference? Would you come back if the original family bought it back and tried to turn this around? And one of the messages says, uh, "No, Mike, that wouldn't do it for me. Why? Why did they sell it in the first place?" Mm. They didn't want it before, and I'm not going for it now. So that that's interesting. But he continues. He says, he, he's an off and on. I'm, I'm assuming it's a guy. It's a man. Right now, I'm not drinking beer. I haven't drank beer since the college national championships. I usually drink during college football season. Don't watch the NFL. NFL is like Bud Light. I'll never go back, he says. Hmm. I was right there when Jerry Jones said we need to put stickers on the helmets because of the five officers in Dallas that lost their lives to the domestic terrorists. I remember that very well. And the NFL wouldn't let them do that. Hmm. But they let Breonna Taylor's name go on helmets and these Black Lives Matter. Hmm. He says, within two weeks, Jerry Jones is out kneeling with his players to the national anthem. And he says, 
Shame on you, Dallas. Shame on you, Jerry Jones. I'll never go back. Ooh, That's wow. interesting. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of people feel that way. I was very disappointed when, when my man crush, Drew Brees, had, had one of the names on the back of his helmet. But you went back. People I, went back to the Cowboys. What will it take for people to go back to Bud? I'm not sure. I, I think if, if the, the, to me, if, if I were, again, I'm, I'm, I'm just, and I'm not, look, I'm not taking this a big moral stand against beer. Mm-hmm. I just never acquired a taste for it. Right. Even in college when I drank beer and in high school, um, <laughs> it Middle wasn't school. for the taste. Yeah. <laughs> He was in Louisiana, man. And we got served beer at lunch. Yeah. Um, but I just, I just never acquired a taste for it. I do like Guinness. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm not a, I'm not a Bud Light or a Bud person. So, yeah. But if you were, if the and if the if the Bush family bought it back, would that would that do it for you? That's what mm-hmm. I I was wondering. I don't know. I got a text about how to fix it. Okay. Uh, I'm quoting, Bud Light fix. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing ahead of time. <laughs> Bud Light bikini team in American flag swimsuits <laughs> riding on the Budweiser wagon pulled by Clydesdales throwing out footballs and giving away Dalmatian puppies. <laughs> Problem solved. Wait, actual women only. <laughs> Yeah, we don't want Dylan Mulvaney in a bikini. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. Throwing out football. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bikini-clad women. American flag bikini-clad women. <laughs> I'm thinking let them ride the Clydesdales. Well. Put the women on the Clydesdales. Those are big horses, though. That would be the only horse that I wouldn't feel guilty getting on top of. Get, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, Beautiful I would, horses. I would saddle up a Clydesdale. Absolutely. <laughs> But a regular horse, I'd climb up and be like, hey, yeah. what, what are you doing? They're not going to do that. I don't see that happening with the women in the bikinis. I told you uh, when, when years ago, one of our dear friends, still, still friends, still dear friends, uh, used to be a jockey at Louisiana Downs. So n- not a big, not a big man. Right. And we would be out to eat and invariably somebody would pull me aside and go, what, what does he do? And I, oh, and, I, and I and I I I look at him and go, We both work at Louisiana Downs. We're both jockeys. <laughs> we work together. <laughs> That's funny. I don't think they yeah, bought they that, Mike. They didn't know what to say. I don't think they bought that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. What are, what are you Clarence Reese, fire chief, is joining us at eight ten this morning. The dry conditions, fire safety around the area. We gotta talk to him about that because it is now gonna be another week or so with more hot hot weather it's over a week almost mm. two unbelievable triple digits mm-hmm. oh my 101.7 fm sep- now more breaking news and trending talk with mike and mccarthy on 101.7 fm and 710 keel talking about the <laughs> the the bikini team for riding the Budweiser wagon, right, in American flag bikinis, mm-hmm. we did get a message that said desecration of the flag. Yep, that would be a problem. That I, I and I don't disagree. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree because uh, we. I, I'm a. 
I'm a huge proponent of flag etiquette. The, the flag that flies at my house is on the left side of the post. Oh, yeah. The left. I mean, it, it, there's a mm-hmm. uh, the blue the blue star field has to be in a certain position if it's hanging. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I saw I saw an article about somebody said the the veteran by my house flies an American flag that's solid black. What Ooh. does that mean? What is it? That means that do or die. He will oh. not give up the position until death. Wow. That's wow. fight until the death. Oh, That's man. what that means. And I, I thought, you know what? When mine starts fading, I'm dying at black. Mm. But the, just some of the other rules for the uh, the U.S. flag, of course, you know, don't let it touch the ground. And these are these are respect. These aren't laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, do not carry the uh, flag flat or carry things in it. Don't use it as a right, you know, as right. a bag. Uh, you only fly it upside down if there's an emergency. Okay. And do not use the flag as clothing. It's disrespectful. Right. Uh, beach towels shouldn't be. They just shouldn't make them. Right. As, as, you know, but there are going to be people who want them. And and, and and they think they're being patriotic. I don't, they don't mean anything disrespectful. No, they don't. When you've got, and, and you know, I've seen these flag, American flag shirts mm-hmm. people that people wear. And, and I don't have a huge issue in that respect. Now, I can see where somebody would go, these bikinis, that's insulting. Yeah, that's insulting. You know, especially to people who have served or are serving, you just got to definitely, F, definite, what are you pointing at? The flag. Oh, the flag is on flying. On the screen. Nobody listening can see that, but you I and me, you Well, I was just silently pointing to you so you could look. I didn't mean for you to speak it. <laughs> you distracted me. I don't even know what I was saying. But yeah, you got you to gotta know the rules. Right. You know, it's it's... There's etiquette and bikini-clad women in the America. Maybe not. Maybe just red, white, and blue bikinis. How about that? On the Clydesdales. There you go. That'll work, yeah. Clarence Reese, Jr., Shreveport Fire Chief, joining us after the news. Micah McCarty, 1017. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, and on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, Shreveport Fire Chief Clarence Reese Jr. Good morning, Chief. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Did you get the kids to school? I did. I planned on making it to the studio, but uh, Miss Aaron's little friend didn't want to cooperate this morning, so that didn't happen. <laughs> I love that boy. Oh my! You are in such trouble when that child is. Oh. Those pictures of those eyes. My oh. gosh. He's I a, only knew. He's a doll. Speaking uh, of hot, these conditions that we're dealing with right now, we're, we're looking at another almost two weeks of triple-digit temperatures with no rain. What 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 say you to the people of Shreveport, Bossier? Uh, absolutely. One is be very careful of, uh, of what you're doing right now. So a lot of people are trying to burn brush. Of course, I want to remind citizens of Shreveport that the Shreveport, uh, city of Shreveport is always under a burn ban always under burn ban so we really don't have that luxury of burning trash and debris uh you're not supposed to be doing it but uh at times we still find people burning debris uh intentionally setting fires also you know just cigarettes being thrown out of the window all of those are causes of uh you know wildland firefighting or acreage burning 
Are you seeing, and I saw one yesterday, I think of Flournoy Lucas, Ruben was telling me, uh, grass fires around town that are popping up. That's an issue, too, because as we see in Sabine Parish, how quickly it spreads. Uh, absolutely. Um, and we were actually called to uh, assist Sabine. We were unable to send in the firefighters uh, the other day, but uh, we don't really train much on wildland firefighting. That's not in our expertise or our wheelhouse. Uh, we do have several that are trained to do it. Most of them work for uh, rural areas and also work for the Shreveport Fire Department, and we don't mind lending a hand at any time we can. But we also, it requires special apparatus to do a lot of this acreage of firefighting. And we have two vehicles. Uh, we call them brush trucks that are 4 by 4 trucks that are allowed to get into uh, the areas that are burning versus a fire truck. We know that the conditions are dangerous. There's a statewide burn ban. Uh, do you see any actions being taken by the city uh water restrictions or we know it's right now it's okay to do you know the grills and small things like that do you see any of that changing uh listen to the uh, director of the water department uh here recently talking about the extreme heat and the uh supply or the, or the demand on the water especially with sprinklers i do see uh, i would expect uh within about a month if we have no rain i could i could see where they would start limiting uh, water. That is one of the things that we're about to look at right now just for the Shreveport Fire Department. As everyone is aware, we always wash our trucks at the end of the shift. Uh, those are some of the things that we may have to consider changing uh, for right now because water supply is, uh, that's, our, that's our lifeline for fighting these fires. And it does concern me that we may end up having to do uh, lower pressure in areas, but we work well with the water department in rerouting that water to certain areas of town. I was going to ask you that because they did issue yesterday a notice that um, because of the demand and the uh, maintenance at the Amos plant, water pressure may be low. And if you have water pressure issues at those fire hydrants, you're saying they can reroute it to give you pressure where you need it. At times, that is uh, that is correct, depending on what part of town. Uh, but also, we are trained for low water supply uh, where we uh, actually boost the pressure through our trucks and through those pumps. Uh, so it is a concern, but uh, it's something that we actually train for. This extreme heat is very damaging, of course, to the environment, the health, uh, our water supply. Uh, kind of reminds me of the Dallas. Never mind. Let's skip that part. Mm. Th- that brings up the heat. We're, you know, of course, we're going. We're, we're all wearing our Uggs today because it's only going to be in the nineties. <laughs> but uh, we're we're back to triple digits starting tomorrow, and it looks like Mike. What ten days? Uh, of triple digits. Well, I counted at least 12. Oh, so coming up. your firefighters Straight. are some of the folks that work out in this heat. What are you having to do? Have you had some issues with firefighters overcome by this heat? Uh, not not recently. Uh, uh, during the disaster uh, we had a couple months ago, uh, we did where we were fighting fires with uh, no water supply, and we were fighting fires back to back. Uh, but we have battalion chiefs and uh, battalion safety officers, and everybody is cons- uh, looking out for the safety of their uh, of their coworkers to make sure that they're looking for those signs and symptoms of heat emergencies. Uh, so, whereas it may require a lot more firefighters on scene to uh, give breaks, that's just something that we're going to have to do. Chief, speaking of uh, firefighter safety, you guys recently responded to a, a fire at Quail Creek Road, um, where a, a man was arrested. Because he was throwing rocks at firefighters? Uh, So, believe it or not, I saw that story on y'all's page this morning. I was unaware uh, of that. Uh, But that is something that 
that is something that firefighters and public servants face now, whereas, you know, Shreveport firefighters, or firefighters, period, used to be the heroes to come in and save the day. Uh, we are now being attacked all throughout the country. Are you uh, kidding me? Reason, that is the reason we now have ballistic vests on our trucks. We just have to be careful That's, that uh, is as we move just around. just sickening. So, uh, absolutely. But, uh, again, that is something that we're training for, to be able to recognize. We just did a huge training uh, venture at our training academy, uh, and it was it was actually where people come out bringing cell phones, holding them up, cursing at us and everything else, and trying to get them uh, into a different mind uh, set of, hey, we are uh, looked at as the heroes, but also at times we're looked at as the enemy. When was when did firefighters become the bad guys? What happened? Uh, there's a culture uh, that is uh, changing. It's, you, look, you look at the crime throughout uh, the United States, it's... There's no respect for life anymore, and it doesn't matter who you are, police officer, firefighter, uh, it doesn't matter. Oh, man. Fire Chief Clarence Reese, Jr., thanks for your time. Give that baby a hug for me and uh, pinch the cheeks, please. <laughs> Will do. Y'all have a great day. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, Chief. Mike and Mc- Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Okay, hold on. Yeah, enjoy today. Cause uh, put the Uggs away. The shizzle gonna hit the fizzle. When's the fizzle gonna get hit? Tomorrow. Oh. Okay. Seriously, with this. Now, how bad? Like one oh one, or is it one one oh six ish again? Like it makes a difference. <laughs> actually, actually, today. Is it today? One oh two. No, Mikey. 106? No. Saturday? Be a great day to be inside the Shreveport Convention Center yeah. where it's air-conditioned. Mm-hmm. 107. Now, that's that's mean temperature. That's not the heat index, uh, which I think is going to be about 180. 106 golly. on Sunday. 105 continues all next week, triple digits all next week, through the uh, all the way through the 28th. The 28th, according to the Weather Channel, triple digits, one, uh, up to 106, 108. Golly. 105 next Friday. <laughs> uh, but, but the good news is here we have an 18% chance of rain on Tuesday, the 22nd. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, 18%? Otherwise, it's 1 in 2%. Let me read this no to you. No rain. This is just astonishing. This comes from our pal Rick Keller, who is he used to work here. He now lives in Colorado. He sent me this that is just astonishing. I don't want to hear about your Colorado temperatures right now. No, he didn't send me that. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank God. Okay. The last measurable rain in Shreveport Bossier was August 16th when you got 0.07 at the National Weather Service. Today today marks 32 days of any rainfall. Wait, August 16th? That was yesterday. The last measurable rain. I think he means ooh, I don't maybe maybe we got a little bit yesterday. But today but that's not even um, I don't know much where. of any. Maybe that was in Colorado. Yeah. Today marks 32 days of very limited rainfall. August 30th would be 45 days without real measurable rainfall amount. 
45 days would be a record. That old record dates back, I think, to 1874. Oh, man. We need rain bad. Um, you heard earlier today, DeSoto Parish has implemented some uh, voluntary water restrictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, no washing of the car, no watering lawns, no filling up the pool, anything like that. You know, don't let the kids play in a slip and slide and run in the water. And that's in District 1. DeSoto Parish. DeSoto Parish serves much of the parish. Um because they're having issues with water, you know, how the water supply. It's not critical at this point, but they want to try to fend that off. Knowing we got another week to two weeks of hot, hot, hot <sighs> temps coming. Two, no, golly. Well, the car fire right now, according to a message, 3132 uh, and I-49. Oh, God. I hope that doesn't wow. spread. And I hope nobody was hurt. I hope oh, they got out okay. Jeez. Well, we're, we're near record temps uh, for... Saturday, if we get to 107, the record is 108 from 2011. The hottest ever tomorrow was uh, 110 in 1909. And this is not Death Valley. This is Shreveport, Louisiana. No, this is is Shreveport, Louisiana. Dallas is going to have hot, hot temps, and we're going to have, I mean, it's just miserable. And we've, you know, I saw people actually sitting on their, the, last night I'm at a local restaurant that had a patio. People were sitting outside. Well, because, yeah, last it was night pleasant. it was night. We sat out on the porch again. It was nice. It's like, oh, now the mosquitoes will carry you off. Yeah, that's true. My favorite thing to do is to sit on the porch and wait for the bats to come out. I don't, I just, I love the bats. When we lived in North Bossier, I put bat houses up on the side oh of our house. Oh, my goodness. Because we lived, we lived in the middle of like 20 acres. And and, oh, and, and wow. then there was woods kind of surrounding us. So there were so bats. So they would come. Look, bats are beneficial. I loved having them around. So, but anyway, Unless my Unless you're at a baseball stadium. No. <laughs> what? Let's not go there. <laughs> um. Oh, oh. Uh, took me a second. Took me a second. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Guano. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, now you threw my my I'm sorry. train off the station. <laughs> um, but but she asked me. She says, "Have you seen the bats yet?" Because we were sitting outside. We had the kittens. Oh, outside. Nice. They were kind of running around. And I said, "No, I haven't seen the bats yet. Still a little early. But I have seen mosquitoes the size of bats. Oh lord, that are swarming yeah. around us. By the way, the puppy you rescued yesterday got back to its rightful owner." Yeah, not a puppy. Twenty three. Well, I mean, twenty three. Yeah, I didn't know dogs could live that long. Back home with Mama. Yes, yes. Good. Okay. Good. Uh, as a matter of fact, she had called me on my way into work, and mm. so I said yes. We I put it in our house. Okay. Because I didn't want him just he he was blind. You could tell, and, and you didn't have and time deaf. to go searching for the owner. Yeah. Right. And so uh, my <laughs> I woke my wife up and. <laughs> Here's and a present she saw for you. this, and it it was kind of a unique looking dog, a mm-hmm. cross between a wolf and a possum. I mean, it was really <laughs> unique looking, and I was holding it. And my wife rolled over, and she goes, "What? Oh Lord, <laughs> what is that?" Well, I'm glad you saved that pooch. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's back home. Uh, good, and, and good, safe. good, good. Very nice. Uh, Coming up, John Nielsen. Yes, absolutely. With the Water District 1 administrator in DeSoto Parish uh, talking about those water restrictions that they're asking residents to do. Mike and McCarty. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel.
Okay, if if first of all, I love that we have the worst economy we've had in years. Okay, I don't love that. That's mm-hmm. what I mean. Mm-hmm. But I love that Biden's out there calling it Bidenomics. Bidenomics, yeah, dude. Bidenomics. Can we survive Bidenomics? So he's 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 out there giving this speech, and just just real quick, uh, he's out there giving this speech. Okay, he can't focus long enough to present any information before he looks over at some kids and says, mm-hmm. and I quote, I want to say one thing to your children. I know some really great ice cream places around here and daddy owes you, so talk to me afterwards. Wow. Wow. That's just creepy. Thank you. That's Can you imagine if Trump creepy. said something like that? Was yeah. talking to little kids and stroking their faces and <laughs> Sniffing their hair. Mm. Just creepy. He, he, can't, mm. he can't even focus. He was giving a speech one time and he sees somebody, some lady that he knew. Hey, we go back a long way. She was 12 and I was 30. But uh, anyway, Golly. she's helped me get an awful lot done. Oh, my God. That's just nuts. He just, just creepy. It's scary. Mm-hmm. But the, the, Trump said something... 40 years ago and they're you know slamming indictments on him this this pervert can't get through a speech without caressing children and nobody says anything oh, sorry Lord. i'm sorry i Man. didn't even mean to get off on all that yeah <sighs> there's gonna be the feds coming for you you better watch Home. out <laughs> Calm down over there. Dry conditions continue and uh, about to get worse. Uh, Nick, we've got almost two weeks coming of triple-digit temperatures. Uh, we're going to sp- uh, speak with John Nielsen, DeSoto Parish Water District 1 Administrator, next. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. On the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, DeSoto Parish Water District 1 Administrator John Nielsen joining us. Good morning, John. Good morning. Thanks for taking time to talk with us this morning. Dangerous conditions across the state. You guys are taking action there at uh, District 1. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, we just we had a major blowout a couple of weeks ago, and we lost all our water. And just uh, we've been operating 24 hours a day. Uh, at 110% capacity to try to catch back up, but the uses is just so high for people, and uh, so we've had to we've had to uh, put into place. We're asking for some voluntary restrictions: no lawn uh, watering, no car washing, no you know, uh, no use of the water other than than domestic purposes. It's just a dangerous situation. If we don't have the reserves for water, if we do have a fire somewhere, it could be. It could be catastrophic we've already seen several several fires all around the state and the conditions as you well know it's just it's just critical right now district one john is um can you turn your um radio down because we're getting i think it may be in the phone line oh it could be in the phone line district one is encompasses what areas well we go all over the soda parish but we don't serve all of the soda parish if you're a if you're a customer from waterworks district one you know that's what we're asking now certainly some other systems are having some uh, struggles too, but I don't want to put words into their mouth. I'm not speaking for them. I'm just speaking for our system, for for our users. So, uh, you know, if you get your water from Waterworks District Number One, we're asking that you, you know, restrict your usage of water to domestic uses only, which is, you know, cooking, bathing, washing clothes, things like that. No, you know, no, no filling of swimming pools. No, 
lawn uh, watering, uh, things like that. Okay, how long do you anticipate this is going to go on? How long do you anticipate we're going to have hot weather? <laughs> I know we've got, got 11 days coming up straight yeah. of triple-digit temperatures. Yeah, it's just it's just tough on everything. It's tough on everybody. Everybody's trying to, I know they're trying to save their yards, and uh, it, it's kind of a, uh, uh, it can go either way. Okay, they're trying to water their yards so their grass won't burn. But if everybody waters a yard, then we don't have any water to fight a fire if we if we do have a fire somewhere. So it's you know you go either way with that. But we've just got to we've got to keep the reserves in our tanks for for that. So we've already we've already cut out our uh, you know any any extra cells of water that we have, and we're asking everybody to to just you know restrict what they do uh, just to make it a better situation for everybody. We don't want to get into a bind. We're not in a bind, but we're just not in a comfortable place that we feel like we should be. We saw this situation coming years ago, and we've started a project to more than double the size of our treatment plant, uh, but that's not going to be ready until at the earliest next year. So we just, we've got to work with what we've got today. And this is a, a voluntary uh, action that you're asking. There's not a, a law or in, uh, anything in place legally. That's correct. We're just asking for voluntary. When you sign a user's agreement here, you, you, you agree that we can restrict your usage of water but, you know, I believe that people are good, uh, and if we ask them to do this, I believe they'll do this and help us out and, and get us back in, uh, into a good situation. We've probably got a couple of three weeks of this left, and then we can, you know, we can get back to just uh, some some form of normality. If uh, if you'll get your weatherman to get these temperatures back down, mm-hmm. it'll just help us all. John, let me ask you one. You're the first that I'm hearing across the state that has um, – issued kind of a, uh, voluntary restrictions i expect others may follow suit would that you're the insider in the water world are you hearing other communities talk about this too i am i'm hearing uh, i'm hearing other communities talk about that that they're you know really scratched and having to do everything and aaron it's it, you're 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 kind of uh hesitant to ask people not to use water because when we when you do some people the first thing they're going to do is fill up every container of water they've got in their house We've got plenty of water for people to use. We don't don't get me wrong. We got plenty of water for people to use, but we just don't want any extra use of water uh, that's gonna that's gonna keep our tanks at the at the low levels that they're at right now. We just we want to have a we want to have a good safe reserve of water because we provide water to to all the fire districts down here, and we're just trying to keep we're just trying to keep everybody safe. So yes, there are other districts around the state uh, that are that are in the same situation I am. But again, I'm not putting words into, uh, you know, I don't want to speak for them. I'm just speaking for my district. We're mm-hmm. taking the step to try to be. We've always tried to be proactive here and and look at situations coming down the road and take care of them before they get here instead of reactive and then worrying about what we could have done, you know, before we try to do things ahead of time. How do people know if they get it from your district? And look on their bill. Okay. Uh, okay. Works district number one. Most, you know, there is some confusion from time to time. Uh, but I would recommend this to everybody in the whole state to conserve water because I know that other districts are having the same problems we are. But I, I can't, you know, I can't put I can't put out a, a voluntary restriction for other districts. They'll have to speak for themselves. But I would recommend that that, that everybody do this. You know, I know back in World War II, people were asked to conserve and to make sacrifices, and and our society did. Today, they're less apt to be able, you know, to be willing to do that. So I hope people do take into account, look, this is for the greater good. 
yes, we live in a different world now than, than World War II. That was definitely not, I didn't grow up in that era, era but, uh, you know, I, I, things have just changed. But, uh, you know, everybody's got to, everybody's got to give a little bit, do a little bit for the, for the greater good. And this, we just want to keep everybody safe. And, and that's what we're trying to do here in the Soda Parish. Uh, and like I say, I recommend it for anywhere all over the state. I, I know, uh, Texas has just issued a state of emergency for the governor, uh, due to all the, hospitals, wildfires everywhere. We've got a we've got a statewide burn ban on right now in Louisiana. I'm pretty sure I know it is in DeSoto Parish. Mm-hmm. And, you know, absolutely please, you know, uh, please adhere to that. Don't throw cigarettes out the window. You don't have any chains dragging on your trailers. Anything can start a fire down down the side of the highways. It's just so it's just so dry and we just we just want to keep everybody safe. We don't want to be we don't want to be talking about a Hawaii here in, uh, in, in Louisiana. John Nielsen, DeSoto Water District 1. Thank you for your time this morning. Hope you have a good weekend. Yeah, anytime. Thank you for calling. I appreciate you help, helping me get the message out. You bet. Mike yeah. and McCarty, 101.7 FM. Seven. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Keel. Only on BritBox. <laughs> I'm going to be talking like this for the rest of the morning now. Oh, then I'm going to punch you in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> Did I just threaten him again? <laughs> again. <laughs> and I have it on tape. Security. Security. I heard something yesterday that just... I'm, gonna, I'm getting ready to floor you both. Because we know hot weather's coming back. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. today. I, I thought we front. had one more day of reprieve, mm-hmm. but it's coming back. 102 today. And I, if you're listening to us, raise your hand if you think you drink enough water. Oh, I know I don't. You don't. I, Nobody, I, no, if your hand is up, put it down because you don't. There are new guidelines for water consumption during hot conditions. And let's say, okay, Mike, let's say you weigh 100 pounds. Let's start with that. Okay. Reuben, you weigh 100 pounds. Yeah, okay. You're supposed to drink an ounce of water for every pound. And, excuse me, during the drought, an ounce and a half. Okay. So you should be drinking 150 ounces of water. Every, what, every hour? Every day. Every Every day. day. Okay. 150 and, ounces of water. And you think, oh, I can do that. Aaron, I've bought bottles. But you're not 100 pounds. Remember that. No. <laughs> so, really? Yeah. Really? So My shoes get, weigh 100 pounds. If you're getting a typical 12-ounce bottle of water and you weigh 120 pounds, 10 of those a day plus five more. 15 bottles a day. And that's only if you weigh 100 pounds. That's if you're 100 pounds. What if you're 200 pounds? 30 bottles well, no of way. water that's, a that's, day. Now, see, that's what is this, the water industry? <laughs> is this brought to you by Sparkling Water they Incorporated? They are saying because of the heat, normally it's just one on one to one ounce, you know, one pound to one ounce. Now, there but is, during the drought, they're saying you need to increase that by 50%. There is such thing as drinking too much water you know that's funny because i'm looking at the mayo clinic and they say you really it's rare for someone to to drink too much water. well what the hell do they know they're the mayo <laughs> clinic i know <laughs> they say how do you know if you're if you're drinking enough your fluid intake is adequate if quote you rarely feel thirsty and this one i apologize this time of day or number two if your urine is colorless or light yellow. 
Right. If you got that bright yellow pee, you ain't drinking enough. Well, and if it's dark yellow, then you're dehydrated. Right, exactly. A friend of mine just texted me and he said, under that rule, I'm pretty sure I need I need to just get a straw and head to the Red River. Yes. <laughs> we need to drink way more water I'm, than we're drinking. Well, I know I need to drink more, but I can tell you that ain't happening. Yeah, how can you drink 15 or no, 30 bottles a day? You'd, and they, and you know the bottles. other thing? And then I buy the crystal light going, I'm trying to make it more palatable. Mm-hmm. And I still can't make myself go fill these water bottles up because, like you say, I, I, I'm peeing every eight minutes. Do you know the other thing y'all don't know about? You Women. <laughs> grown people should be going to the potty. Maybe you shouldn't say potty if you're grown people. Going to the bathroom once an hour. Once an hour. So that's normal? That's normal. If you're I'm, drinking enough water. If you're drinking enough water, now you should does, be going every does iced hour. tea count as your water intake? It can count unless you've got it loaded up with sugar. I don't. Then yes, it can count. Well, that might that helps then. Beer I thought being count. a diuretic, it, it offset the benefit of the water. Some, some there are some that agree and disagree on that, but the, but typically you can count the tea. There are some other fluids you can count as well, uh, but if they're loaded with sugars, it's not a not a good idea. Right. Well, I don't Man, do that anymore. Used to. And I'm three hours behind on the pee, so I got to get out of here. <laughs> Mike and McCarty, <laughs> 101.7 FM.